Welcome to the Mahabharat podcast. We have begun to hear of Sutta Goswami explaining to Shonat Muni, relating to his ancestor, the sage Brigu. And we left with sage Utak having incited the wrath of King Janamajaya to get revenge on the snake Dakshaka. Dakshaka had many years ago bitten the king and father of Janamejaya, Barikshit. This information had been kept from Janamejaya until now, and he is now furious and ready to align with sage Utak, who now also has a personal disgruntlement with the snake Dakshaka. After the snake had stolen the earrings he was taking for the wife of his preceptor, Veda. Shonakamuni now wants to know more about his lineage and asks, O Sutta, I ask thee why the illustrious son of Brigu was named Javana. Do tell me all. The Sutta replied, Brigu had a wife named Puloma, who he dearly loved. She became big with child by Brigu, and one day, while the virtuous continence Puloma was in that pregnant condition, the great sage Brigu, leaving her at home, went out to perform his ablutions. It was then that the Rakshasa, a demon, also called Puloma, came to Brigu's abode, and entering that sage's abode, he saw the wife of Brigu, Puloma, who was beautiful and irreproachable in everything. Seeing her, he immediately became filled with lust and lost his senses. The youthful and beautiful Puloma nervously entertained the demon thus arrived with roots and fruits of the forest, and the Rakshasa, burned with desire, became very much delighted and resolved to carry Buloma away, who was so blameless in every respect. My design is accomplished, said the Rakshasa Buloma, and so seizing that beautiful matron carried her away, and indeed she of agreeable smiles, who had in her earlier years been bethrowed by her father, a sage, to Puloma the demon, of the same name as her. Later, Puloma's father, having once promised her to Puloma the demon, subsequently bestowed her, according to due rights, on the great sage Brigal. This seemed an injustice of some sort towards the demon. O thou of the Brigal race, this wound rankled deep in the demon's mind, and he thought the present moment very opportune for carrying who he regarded as his long-lost lady away. And as the Rakshasa 
was in Sage Brigo's hermitage, he saw a sacrificial fire that was burning brightly. The demon asked the flaming element, Agni, the god of fire, Tell me, O Agni, whose wife this woman rightfully is. Thou art the mouth of the gods, therefore thou art bound to answer my question. This lady, of most superior complexion, had first been accepted by me as my wife, but her father subsequently bestowed her on the fake sage Briggle. Tell me truly if this fair one can even be regarded as the wife of that sage, for having found her alone, I have now resolved to take her away by force from here. My heart burneth with rage when I reflect that Briggle hath got possession of this woman of slender waist, who was clearly first given to me. The Sutta continued explaining to Shonaka. In this manner, the demon asked the flaming god of fire again and again whether the lady could actually be regarded as Briggle's wife, and the god of fire was afraid to answer. Thou, O god of fire, said he, resideth constantly with every creature as witness of her or his merits and demerits. O thou respected one, then answer my question truly. Has not Briggle appropriated her, who was even chosen by me as my wife? Thou should declare truly whether therefore she is my wife by first choice. After thy answer as to whether she is the wife of Briggle, I will bear her away from this hermitage, even in the sight of thee. Therefore, answer thou truly. The seven-flamed god, having heard these words of the demon, became exceedingly distressed, being afraid of telling a falsehood, and equally afraid of Sage Briggle's curse, and the god at length made answer in words that came out slowly. This lady, Buloma, was indeed first chosen by thee, O Rakshasa, but she was not taken by thee with holy rites and invocations. But this far-famed lady was then bestowed by her father on sage Brigul as a gift from desire of blessing. She was not bestowed on thee, O Rakshasa. This lady was duly made by the Rishi Brigul, his wife with Vedic rites, in my presence. This is she, I know her. I dare not speak a falsehood. O thou best of the demons, falsehood is never respected in this world.
Suta Goswami goes on to say, O Shonaka, having heard these words from the god of fire, the demon Puloma assumed the form of a boar and seizing the lady Puloma carried her away with the speed of the wind, even of thought. The unborn child of Grigul, lying in the Lady Puloma's body, enraged at such violence towards his mother, dropped from her womb, for which he obtained the name Javana, meaning falling. And the demon Puloma, perceiving the infant drop from the mother's womb, shining like the sun, quit his grasp of Puloma and immediately fell down and the demon Puloma was instantly reduced to ashes. The beautiful lady Puloma, distracted with grief O Shonaka, Brahmana of the Brigal race, took up Javana, the son of hers and the sage Brigal, and walked away. And Brahma, the grandfather of all, saw her, the faultless wife of his son Brigal, weeping. And the grandfather of all comforted her who was attached to her son. And the drops of tears which rolled down her eyes formed a great river. And that river began to follow the footsteps of the wife, Buloma, of the great ascetic, Brigul. And the grandfather of the worlds, seeing that river follow the path of his son's wife, gave it a name himself, and he called it Vadhusara. And it passeth the hermitage of Javana, and in this manner was born Javana, of great ascetic power, the son of Brigul Muni. As Brigul saw his child, Javana, and his beautiful mother together, the great ascetic, in a rage, asked her, By whom was thou made known to that Rakshasa who resolved to carry thee away? O thou, of most agreeable smiles. The Rakshasa could not have known thee as my wife. Therefore tell me who it was that informed the Rakshasa so, in order that I may curse him through my anger. Bulama replied, O possessor of the six attributes, I was identified to the Rakshasa to be your wife by Agni, the god of fire. And he, Buloma, bore me away, who cried like the Kurari, the female osprey. And it was only by the ardent splendor of this thy son, Javana, that I was rescued. For the Rakshasa seeing this infant, let me go, and himself falling to the ground was decimated into ashes. 
Brigumuni, upon hearing this account from his wife Buloma, became exceedingly enraged, and in excess of passion, the sage cursed the god of fire Agni, saying, Thou shalt eat all things. The god of fire, enraged at the curse of Brigul, thus addressed the sage, What means this rashness, O Brahmana Brigul, that thou hast displayed towards me? What transgression can be imputed to me, who was labouring to do justice and speak the truth impartially? Being asked by the demon Buloma, I gave the true answers. A witness who, when interrogated about a fact of which he hath knowledge, representeth otherwise than it is, ruineth his ancestors and descendants, both to the seventh generation. He, too, who being fully cognizant of all the particulars of an affair, does not disclose what he knoweth when asked, is undoubtedly stained with guilt. I can also curse thee, O sage, but brahmanas like you are held by me in high respect, having by ascetic power multiplied myself. I am present in various forms, in places of the daily homer, at sacrifices extending for years, in places where holy rites are performed such as marriage and at other sacrifices, with the butter that is poured upon my flame, according to the injunctions prescribed in the Vedas, the devas or gods and the pitris or ancestors are appeased. The devas are the waters, the pitris are also the waters. The devas have with the Pitris an equal right to the sacrifices called the Darshas or Purnamasas. The Devas therefore are the Pitris and the Pitris are the Devas. They are identical beings worshipped together and also separately at the changes of the moon. The Devas and the Pitris eat what is poured upon me, fire. I am therefore called the mouth of the Devas and the Pitris. At the new moon the Pitris and at the full moon the Devas are fed through my mouth, eating of the clarified butter that is poured on me. Being as I am their mouth, the vessel through which they the Pitris and the Devas eat. How am I to be an eater of all things, both clean and also unclean? It cannot be. Then Agni, after reflecting for a while, withdrew himself from all places. Without their orms and vashats, and deprived of their sacrificial mantras, during offerings, 
the whole body of creatures became much distressed at the loss of the sacrificial fire. Then the sages, in great anxiety, went to the gods and addressed them thus. Ye immaculate beings, the three regions of the universe that are confounded at the cessation of their sacrifices and ceremonies in consequence of the loss of fire, ordain what is to be done in this matter, so that there may be no loss of time. Then the sages and the gods went together to the abode of Brahma and represented to him all about the curse on Agni, fire, and the consequent interruption of all ceremonies. They said, O thou greatly fortunate master, Brahma, Agni hath been cursed by your son, sage Rigul, for some reason. Indeed, being the mouth of the gods, and also the first who eateth of what is offered in sacrifices, the eater also of the sacrificial butter, how will Agni be reduced to the condition of one who eateth all things promiscuously? And the creator of the universe, Brahma, hearing these words of theirs, summoned Agni to his presence. And Brahma addressed Agni, that lord of fire, in these gentle words. Thou, O fire, art the creator of worlds, and thou art their destroyer. Thou preservest the three worlds, and thou art the promoter of all sacrifices and ceremonies. Therefore behave thyself, so that ceremonies may not be interrupted. And O thou, the eater of the sacrificial butter, why dost thou act so foolishly, being as thou art the Lord of all? Thou alone art always pure in the universe, and thou art its stay. Thou shalt not, with all thy body, be reduced to the state of one who eateth of all things promiscuously. O thou of flames, the flame that is in thy viler parts shall alone eat of all things alike. The body of thine which eateth of flesh, being in the stomach already of all carnivorous animals, shall also eat all things promiscuously. And as everything touched by the sun's rays becometh pure, so shall everything be pure that shall be burnt by thy flames. Thou art, O fire, the supreme energy born of thy own power. Then, O Lord Agni, by that power of thine, make not the sage Brigal's words false. Continue thus to receive thy own portion and that of the gods offered 
thy mouth. Then Agni replied to the grandsire Brahma, So be it. And he then went away to obey the command of Brahma and the gods. The gods and the sages also returned in delight to the place whence they had come. And the sages began to perform as before their ceremonies and sacrifices. And the gods in the heavens and all creatures of the world rejoiced exceedingly. And Agni too rejoiced that he was free from the prospect of sin. Thus, O possessor of the six attributes, Shonaka, had Agni been cursed in the days of yore by your great ancestor, the sage Brigul. And such is the ancient history connected with the destruction of the Rakshasa Buloma and the birth of Javana 